time out with Jen Brooks. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen, learn, and gain perspective about life through the lens of high school sports. The hope is that whether you are in the sports world or not, you will enjoy the conversation. After all, we become the stories we listen to. You're in for a treat today, my friends. I'm so excited to introduce to you one of the most professional athletic directors that I've had the pleasure of working with. The school I work for belongs to a larger worldwide network of other schools. About 14 years ago, I started a lacrosse tournament that included our sister schools from New York, Massachusetts, and Delaware. It was through this tournament I met today's guest. It's my pleasure to introduce to you the athletic director at Ursuline Academy in Dedham, Massachusetts, Mike O'Connor. Mike, thanks for joining me today. My pleasure, and I like how you said Ursuline Academy. I picked up on that. I did that just for you, because my school, we say it Ursuline, and he says Ursuline, so I'm respecting that. So, Mike, tell me, uh, remind me again, how many years have you been the direct, the athletic director at Ursuline? I'm in my 10th year, believe it or not, 10 wow. years. that's awesome. I think you had a very interesting job, however, before you became an athletic director. Can you tell our listeners what you did and I think how it prepared you for life and uh, the job of an athletic director? Well, I was a Boston police officer for 25 years, uh, starting off as a patrol officer. Uh, eventually, I attained the rank of sergeant and, and during my time as a police officer in Boston, during those 25 years, I became involved for a certain number of years with the Police Athletic League. I was, for another period of time, I was the motion picture liaison, which sounds a lot more exciting than it really was uh, when the actors and actresses come into Boston to uh, film movies. I had to coordinate all of that. And then for another time, I was the commander of the police firing range. So I had a wide range of responsibilities during my 25 years as a Boston police officer. And with that training, <laughs> believe it or not, it did prepare me quite a bit for becoming an athletic director. How in so? In a direct way. Yeah, how so? Give me an example. Well, uh, the patience to deal with parents. Mm -hmm. If we're going to be very honest, sure. uh, I'm pretty good at thinking out of the box. Uh, here at Ursuline at Dedham, uh, we have one grass field. Yet in the fall, we have as many as five teams using that one field. So between practices and games, to try to get. Uh, everyone access to the fields, uh, it's, it's impossible on the one field, so you, you think out of the box and you reach out to your neighbors in, in a surrounding communities to see if you can get access to their fields. Uh, same thing in the winter with the bad weather with snow and ice and for our track team, we, we've got to think out of the box. So uh, the training I received over the years as a police officer, having to make quick decisions, sometimes I have to make a quick decision and at the last minute a field is not playable because it's just too wet or whatever. And uh, that experience, in its own crazy way, <laughs> gave me a lot of uh, a lot of insight in how to look long range and short range at different things. Yeah, I can totally see that. I also uh, enjoyed your stories of the motion pictures when I've been up there in Boston with you. So one of these days, you'll have to share some of your stories again. Those were good stories for those movie stars. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure. You are right. You are right. So which job would you say was more challenging, being a police officer in Boston or a high school athletic director? I could say the athletic director, but no, being a police officer in Boston, uh, a lot of things going on. Uh, unfortunately, police officers today face a lot of crazy things in the world. 
uh, you're very much more than a decent. You're very good. Talk to me about <laughs> talk to me about um, some of the biggest um, challenges that you're seeing up on the East Coast. So back here in the Midwest, we're dealing with a shortage of officials and coaches. Uh, that's one among many things. What are you seeing up on the East Coast that is uh, a challenge for you all as athletic directors? Uh, as crazy as it sounds, the same as you. Uh, one of our two major newspapers in Boston, uh, the Boston Globe, recently did a big uh, story in the Sunday paper a couple of weeks back and talking about the shortage of officials uh, and the reason why. And that's a, a whole story unto itself. But the other challenge I have besides uh, the officials is definitely we have a shortage. But the other challenge I find here at our school is that I have 42 coaching positions, yet only two of our staff are coaches. So trying to find good good coaches, mm-hmm. uh, quality people, and to have the flexibility that they might have in their job to come here and coach, that's a real challenge for me. I, uh, you know, we get out of the school a quarter or three, we're kind of a late school. But, you know, as I say, most people have, Seven to three thirty, eight to four, nine to five jobs, and we also try to factor in that the, the girls here, you know, they care for an education. Uh, academics is the most important. I like to think athletics is right up there. But again, you you try to do the practices and the games, if not right after school, within a reasonable time after school. So trying to be able to find coaches that can work around that. That's been a real challenge for us. Yeah, same here. Definitely same here. So you mentioned you have 42 coaches. Um, how many teams do you have and what sports do you offer? Because you offer some unique um, sports that we don't offer here in the Midwest. Yes, uh, you're right. We do offer some unique ones. Uh, we have 14 varsity sports in the fall. We offer cross country, field hockey, volleyball, swimming and diving, and soccer. In the winter, basketball, ice hockey, skiing, and winter track. And then in the springtime, we have, obviously we're an all-girls school, so it's girls lacrosse, softball, tennis, golf, and track and field. So it's 14 sports, and there's 26 teams, because some of those sports have multiple teams, different levels. Every sport has a varsity team, depending on the interest. There's a junior varsity team and possibly a junior high team because we start a grade seven here. Okay. And remind me, what are your, what are your enrollments, seven through 12, all girls? What's your enrollment Our number? Enrollment grade seven and 12 is just over 400. Okay. Okay. When you are working with your coaching staff, what is something that you stress or something that you, you want all your coaches to emphasize? Safety. Okay. Safety. Says the police officer. <laughs> the girls, you know, not only when they're doing their drills, their practices, or whatever, but just safety in general. Uh, we live in crazy times. Mm-hmm. I just have to read the newspaper, watch the news, and you know, my challenge is that a number of our teams go off-site to practice or to play games. In some cases, ice hockey, like most schools, we don't have our own ice hockey rink, so we go off-site to a different venue to practice for ice hockey or to play games. And it's just the safety of the girls. Make sure we get them there safely. Everything goes well. And to make sure, depending when the practice is over, if the parents are picking them up, make sure that the coaches stay there until the last girl is picked up. Uh, safety is the big thing. Right. right after that, you know, you want the girls to have fun. You want them to learn the sport. And the big thing we look for from the 
stuff, definitely. What is the biggest lesson you have learned about yourself since becoming an athletic director? Wow. Um, I thought I could do the job um, when it was mentioned to me that I'd be a good fit for coming here. I really had to think about it because I was still young enough and I had many years ahead of me in the police department. But it was definitely a challenge and I had a, a long conversation with my wife and my two daughters. Uh, my two daughters are both graduates of Ursuline, so I wanted to get their input as well. But uh, I think the biggest lesson I learned, uh, a lot of it for me was on the job training. Uh, the person whose place I, uh, whose place I took, uh, basically when he left, he left. That was it, and that was fine. Uh, there was a lot of on-the-job training for me. Uh, I put in a lot of time, a lot of hours. I asked a lot of questions, and ironically enough, uh, one of our rivals in athletics, probably our number one rival, I reached out to their athletic director, who I've known for many, many years, uh, Donna Brickley at Notre Dame Academy in Hingham, and uh, she was wonderful. She would always guide me in the right direction, and. Uh, I kind of thought I was doing the right thing when four years later she was, I was honored that she nominated me for an Athletic Director of the Year Award, which I received. But the most important thing and the best part about that, it came from her. So, oh, that's awesome. Myself, well, if, she's, if she's nominated me, then I must be doing an okay job. That's uh, fantastic. A wonderful, wonderful lady who was the AD at that school for like 32 years. Very cool. So, Knowing yeah. what you know now, what would you tell a first year Athletic Director? Describe your athletic program. What do you hope they are saying? Well, well, I hope when they look back, they'll say they had fun. Uh, we played a competitive schedule. Uh, practices were organized. Uh, we had a good time, and I say that in a positive sense that they had a good time. They had fun. They enjoyed the experience. They they thought they got something out of it. That's what I hope they would look back on and, and have a smile when they say it. Very cool. Oh, I love that. I always appreciate your calm demeanor, especially when I'm standing in the storm with you. <laughs> How do you do it? How do you manage to control yourself when everything and everyone around you seems to be going crazy? Well, I think my wife might differ with you. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think, to be quite honest, maybe that's part of the police officer training I had. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, you just, you, sometimes you don't just, dealt with things or things come up that you, you never saw coming. Uh, I've always told the coaches, no matter what the issue is, let me know. 
Yes. Even if a parent's not happy, let me know. Even if you're dealing with it, but just let me know so that I'm not blindsided. Uh, I, I just like to know what's going on, and I don't micromanage. Mm -hmm. I, I, I walk around a lot after school when it's a program with, you know, we have 72, 73 percent of the girls playing sports. So when you have a couple hundred girls on a campus, you know, you walk around, you check the field, the gym, the track, whatever the case may be. Uh, I just like to, to be around, and you know, it may sound silly, but I have two daughters. I'd like to think that I I, I treat these girls here just the way it. I treat my two daughters, and when I tell that to my daughters at home, they said, oh, Dad, please tell us you're not treating them the same way you watch us all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, and I, I think that's one of the things that parents like, safety, going back to safety again, mm -hmm. it's just, it's a big thing for me, and um, yeah, yeah, just being visible, being around. Very good. Mike, what do you want your legacy at Ursuline Academy to be? Oh, I just, I just hope they look back and they say, don't think I was a good guy. <laughs> well, uh, they'll definitely say that. Like, well, like you, I'm talking to the choir. You put in a ton of time there. You've been there 20 some years. Um, I just hope there was a lot of, there's been a lot of change and turnover in the athletic directors here. I was talking to someone last week and they think I might be the longest reigning athletic director here in the school's history. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's, that's 10 years. <laughs> So I said, well, you're not going to be a pink slip when you tell me that, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but no, it's, uh, I just hope the girls, it, it's always nice for me when girls that graduated from college come back and they'll always stop by and say hello. And they remember in their eyes, in their opinion, what it was prior to my arrival and how things kind of turned around. And we're a little bit more organized and uh, we're, we're going in the right direction, I think. And when we have 72, 73 percent of the girls playing a sport in a school that doesn't require it, uh, it's pretty cool. Definitely. It's pretty cool. Definitely. All right, Mike, now it's time for a little overtime where I ask you five rapid fire questions and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Come on, I believe in you. All right, describe yourself in three words. <laughs> what is better, certificates or experience? Experience. Ask permission or beg forgiveness? This is going to come back to haunt me. Beg forgiveness. <laughs> Describe your life in one word. Faith. If you had all the money in the world, what would be the first thing you would buy? There you go. I love it. Mike, I always enjoy talking and working with you. Thank you so much for taking time out today and chatting with me. I know I always have a friend up north. To our listeners, thank you for taking time out today and listening to our stories. Until next time, I'm Jen Brooks, giving you permission today and every day to take time for you.